Yo, everybody, welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast. That's Simon's favorite sound. My fave. Ooh. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to apologize right now. My mic's in a weird spot and I'm fixing it. That was literally the quietest thing you've ever done in your life. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm good at fixing mic problems. We got a guest. Yeah. Hello, Inter- everyone. My name is Emily. And I am stepping in for Tim. To you. Fun fact, we're both from the same place. Really? Hudson, Quebec. No way. They're actually siblings. Did you know Tim? I No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, which is surprising enough. because usually everyone from Hudson knows everybody. But because we're both from the same place, that essentially means we're the same person. Yeah, that's so, cool. You're, you're a good substitute. I then. mean, you also have perfect pitch and a very glorious mustache. So, Well, not to brag, but I do wax it every morning. Do you have perfect pitch? Is that something you can brag about? No, I made that up. I do don't you have perfect know. pitch? I mean, you could have made that up and it might also okay, be true. Okay, okay, Test. What's this note? Uh, I have no idea. You don't have perfect pitch. Well, next. Perfect pitch doesn't mean being able to say what the name of a note is. It means being able to like well, hear Tim, something Tim and perfectly can. match it. Oh, I think Yeah, but I Tim's a that. huge nerd in addition to having <laughs> perfect pitch. So I, I don't know if I, I've true. never... I uh, Maybe? I don't know. Are you a good singer? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I think you are. I think you really are. Give us, a, give us a demo. Give no, us a, a that's demo. so embarrassing. Sing us, sing us less than five notes of a song so that we don't get slammed for copyright. Well, it doesn't matter because we're, like we're not making money off of this. That's true. We're losing money. Off of this. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, the only <laughs> show on the internet where we talk about the things that we talk about in the order we talk about them. Everything ranging from news to pop culture to social media to where people come from to whether Tim's siblings are his siblings or not to pants to pants to shorts to. I don't know, man. Fucking those. everything. I like, I, I like our tagline. The only podcast on the internet, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things that we talk about in the order that we talk about them. That's pretty good. I like it. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at Down With Talking, at Know The Other Simon, at Tom Zalat, and I at Acapella Science. Emily, you on Twitter? I am. What's your Twitter? Where can they find you? At Miley D with two eyes. Alrighty. Miley D with two eyes. Wait, where do the <laughs> eyes go? M double I L E Y D. Unlike Emily, for those for those listeners at home, Emily only has one eye. I do. She lost her left eye in a tragic childhood accident that involved a branch. I don't like to talk about it. Those of you watching no. on Periscope, <laughs> don't spoil it for everyone else. Keep the secret. Yeah. Um, so you guys know that you can follow us on Periscope at Down With Talking and find out as soon as we are streaming the show. We usually do about like half the show live on Periscope with video for those of you who want that. And then the show goes up the next morning. So mm-hmm. Tom has an incredibly stable hand when it comes no. to, to filming. I'm impressed, is though, that s- he's still yeah. he's still doing that. That takes dedication. I use my yeah. knee as a tripod. <laughs> it's a really good a monopod. setup. That would be a monopod. I guess that's true. Well, I'm a bipod, a biped. I'm bipedal. You it's actually bipedal. pronounced bipede. Oh. <laughs> that sounds really dirty. Bipede. That sounds really gross. I would not bipede. want to hang out with a bipede. Well, what about a bipede? Like someone with two little jets of water it in their toilet. My- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but I've always wanted to try a bidet. You really? would though. Doesn't That's Des- like exactly the type of thing that you would want to try. Wait, isn't that a Simon thing? That is such, such a Simon like, thing. That's so Simon wanting to but try like, the day. But like, like Tom, I'm sure you can sympathize with this. Sometimes wiping is just it's just a it's it's a chore. It's a hassle. It's Sometimes a hustle. wiping is a chore. Yeah. And so, like, wouldn't you just love to avoid that? Right? Doesn't this sound like we're about to do a commercial for baby wipes? <laughs> Sometimes Tom. wiping is a chore. With that being said, try new Pampers baby wipes. Yeah. Wiping is no longer a chore, but an activity that you're so excited about. Realist possible talk. Have you ever used baby wipes after taking a dump? No. It's actually the best thing in the world. Not since I've been... No, no longer baby. So, so what you do, and y'all at home got to try this too. What you do is, after you finished wiping with toilet paper, you know, like sometimes if you want to be real thorough, you got to wipe with like seven sheets before you get all the stain out, right? (laughs) Baby wipes eliminate that problem. You wipe like the excess off with the toilet paper, and then you just use one baby wipe, one sweet minty scented baby wipe. Your butthole feels clean. It feels fresh. It is actually clean. Finally. And you can go about your day knowing that you have the cleanest butthole in the room. That reminds me of a super stressful story that a friend Pampers told us one time. Pampers baby wipes, cleanest butthole in the room. What's your friend's story? Do you remember the story that I'm talking about? The uh, yam butt? Go for it. 
should I tell it? Go for it. Tell it. Feel oh, free to feel oh. free to leave out names if there's yeah, anything. Yeah, dis- yeah, leave out, leave out names. Okay. Is, so, is this, um, for, can for, I say for our listeners? For our listeners who have um, um, sensitivities, <laughs> skip ahead. Like, pull up your like little your little podcast app and press the forward. 15 seconds like seven or eight times yeah. Ooh, that's that might be dangerous <laughs> how, how long is this story we don't want to cut to the end i don't think it. it's very long no right. um so we we had a friend that we used to go to school with who was very adventurous in her or maybe didn't go to school with who knows Ooh, mysteries who <laughs> was very ad- adventurous in her um dating and she or was his dating who knows anyways <laughs> so she was dating this guy who had very specific fetishes and he was into having his derriere explored orally okay so so he he frequently asked her to bite the booty well if you want to use such crass terms not not exactly bite more you know tongue exploration tongue biting so the first time that they ever did the dirty he (laughs) asked her to go down to his b-hole <laughs> with her tongue and she did what why would you agree to that I, she the was first in, time she was <laughs> she was free spirited i don't know and then um i guess he did not employ the toilet paper and then baby wipes method and he apparently had a behind that tasted like yams Whoa. because he was on an all yam diet <clears throat> And she, needless to say, she never went back again. Simon just confirmed with me with his eyes who the person is, and I am giggling so hard right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. That's yeah. yam butt. <laughs> the yam butt. Good, good old yam butt. Welcome to the latest segment of our show. What's the weirdest thing that your butt has tasted like? <laughs> Simon? <laughs> I have no idea. I've never ventured well what's the weirdest thing you've ever pooped and like smelled in the poop (laughs) like i mean i'm not saying you sniff your your, your poop after it i'm saying like you you know it the room kind of it it maintains a bit of the 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 smell right pumpkin spice yeah i don't know we're coming up on that uh you analyze it take a sniff i analyze it am i right Okay, well, well, it's been a great talk, and uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> Someone asked in the comments earlier if we ever look at the comments on the on the Periscope. We do. I just haven't been paying attention to you. I'm sorry. I'll be better about that. So, I want to talk about something. This okay. is not the story that I'm bringing, Ooh. but it's very important to me. Kanye? To Have you guys been on Google yet? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, yes. Um, so, I, I, I read a statistic today. Um, which says that sixty-four uh, percent of millennials get all of their news from Facebook, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is good and bad. That's dangerous. Um, I yeah. had yes, it is, um, and I had a little experience of that today, where like I saw on the little like Facebook news thing um, that Google changed its logo <laughs> to Sans Serif typeface, and I was like, no, 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 and mm. I looked and I saw it. It's terrible. Yeah, it really I do. Is. I dislike it. I thought it was a joke at first, and then um, I just moved to the Mile End, and I was looking at Google Maps because I wanted to find a good place to take Simon out for dessert for his birthday, and I saw the new Google whatever logo in the corner, and I cringed so hard because it is so ugly. Yeah, they've yeah. I was impressed that they've already updated it on like the Google Maps app on my phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's it's just it's been like across across all platforms, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's confusing because like it, it's just like they, they, it's it's this logo has been part of their brand for so long to change it that mm-hmm. much is like that's just. That's just so weird to yeah. me. And like now it looks so, chi- it looks childish. It does. It looks really unprofessional. Yeah. It looks like, I am. I don't want to say that it looks like Comic Sans. But it does but look it like looks a little like bit like of comics. a sharper no. Comic Sans. Yeah. No, it, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, welcome to the new segment. Simon talks for two minutes about something that nobody cares ooh, about. Ooh, ooh, let me get the timer. Okay. Let okay. Me get the timer. Y-O-L-O. Uh, okay. Two minutes. Your two minutes start now. So there are four basic types of typefaces. There's serif, sans serif, uh, humanist, and another one, and geometric. This is a uh, humanist typeface. It's 
possibly a little bit of geometric, but human, a humanist typeface is basically something that's meant to be really easy to read across all platforms, right? So a lot of a lot of things that you'll see in ads is generally a humanist typeface. This is a humanist typeface, but humanist typefaces are not meant for logos. They are meant for text. So I don't understand why they used a humanist typeface for a logo. They should have kept their sans serif typeface, or their, pardon me, their serif typeface, which looks so much better across all platforms and was so immediately recognizable. You got another minute and 20. I have another left. minute and 20. Okay. Uh, well, geometric typefaces. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for those of you who don't know what serif and sans serif means, like, you know, if you, it, it, let's say like low, uh, lowercase l, if it's a sans serif typeface, it literally just looks like a line. Yeah. But if it's a serif typeface, it's got that little tail on the top and a little mm-hmm. thing on the bottom. Those little things are called serifs. And then you have grotesque typefaces, which apply to both serif and sans serif. <laughs> grotesque, not in the like, oh, it's gross, but grotesque just like it, it's a old, it's an old word. I don't know like the etymology of it yet. But um, grotesque basically just means that a typeface, that like a letter, will go from like thick to thin within the same letter. Ooh, gross. No, but like like it, like a, a lot of sans serif typefaces mm-hmm. are like that, right? Like at some point it'll be a little. It it uh, it kind of looks like it was drawn with a with a quill. Hmm. Right, so like part of it gets a little thin, and then like in certain um, certain parts of it will get a little thicker. Um, so generally, humanist typefaces tend to be non-grotesque. They tend to be yeah, non-grotesque. So that's that's my uh, that was the segment. Tom Simon talks for two minutes about something that nobody cares about. Tune in next week when I talk about the history of the ampersand, which I know very very well. Yay. <laughs> you had two seconds left, so you <clears throat> technically only talked for one minute and 58 yeah. they'll, seconds. They'll roll over for <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, people were already asleep anyway, so nobody yeah, cares. That's um, yeah, I don't know. I saw the new logo, and I was like, eh. And then I looked at it more, and I was like, eh. Yeah. And then I looked at it again like 10 minutes mm-hmm. later and said, eh, whatever. Yeah. But I, mean, I get I'm, it. Like, it is it is not as nice looking as yeah. the old one. See, it, just, yeah. it looks so, like, ugh, like so, really childish <laughs> and, like... So Startup-ish. Google, Google in terms of actual design is really, really ahead of everyone else. Like they know what they're doing, mm. and so I'm sure that in the next year or year and a half, we're going to see a lot of des- similar designs pop up in certain places. Partially because everybody then is going to want to try to imitate Google, but partially right. because Google is a, like has all the best designers in the world working for them. So I, I, I trust that they know what they're doing, but I also don't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm. What you 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 talk Emily? You mentioned a joke earlier oh, that you heard about it. I actually have it pulled it. up. Great. Um, I follow on Twitter at jo- Johnny Sun, Johnny Sun, and uh, he he tweeted something that I thought was really funny. And this is actually the first time that I saw the new Google logo. And he wrote, "My favorite thing about the new Google logo is that the tilted E makes me want to call it Google." And then I looked at it, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's so true!" And now I can't unsee it. So now every time I look at it, I think of Google instead of Google. Michael Google. And you said that before, and it's still not funny. <laughs> but I only said it to you. Our our dozen of listeners, faithful listeners, have not, have not heard it yet. So. Hey, the six people listening on Periscope, do you think Michael Google was a good joke? Let us know. We're going to get some answers now, I hope. Mm. Um, while we wait for those, um, do, does anyone have a story for us this week? I have a story. Yeah, yeah. Since I've already been talking, I guess I might as well keep going. I'm down with that. Uh-huh. Follow us on I'm, Twitter. I'm down, down with talking. With talking. <clears throat> so, uh, when was the last time y'all... We're, uh, we're in an airport. 30 seconds ago. Nope, Last that was Friday? Two Fridays ago? The 21st. Oh, yeah? Where'd Where, you go? Where'd you go? Yeah. I, I came home. I was in Florida for a week. Oh, fun. Florida. Florida. Was it really, really hot? It was, but apparently it was actually hotter here than it was in Florida. It did get really hot last week. Which, whatever, I don't care. I, hot weather is not super much my thing, so. Mm. Plus, I had a yeah. beach, so. Uh, Andy cool. Rowley in the comments says it reminds me of those cartoons with the dudes who drank after Family Guy. I don't know what he's talking about. I think he's talking about the your, your Michael Google joke. Mm-hmm. Good mean, one, Andy. <clears throat> Andy, what is what show is that? What do you mean? Oh, um, King of the Hill. Oh, that's the show oh. where they drink. Oh, I see. Yeah, that maybe. Yeah. D- Dallas says that it was a good joke. Thanks, Shout out that. to Dallas one Thanks, time. Dallas. <laughs> Dallas, you don't you, you need to lie. So, Tom, when was the last time you were in an airport? Oh, man. Um, last winter. So not the one that passed just now, but the one before. 
Where'd you go? 2014. <clears throat> I was in Vancouver. Fun. Yeah. I was. Well, <laughs> mostly. Okay. Yeah. I was in an airport um, about a month ago. I came back from uh, from Vegas. It was not a fun city. So, you know how in airports they sell booze in big bottles and duty freeze and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> well, there's a, a, a nice uh, Chinese lady uh, identified only as Miss Zhao. So mm-hmm. they're they're try, trying to keep her trying to keep her uh, anonymous. anonymous. She she was um she was in in uh she was in Beijing or she was rather t- taking a plane and had a layover in Beijing and she was in an international one and uh, <clears throat> evidently within this this airport they have another customs that they mm-hmm. have to they have to cross. But before the customs, she had purchased uh, a bottle of cognac, Ooh. a specifically Remy Martin XO Excellence, valued at roughly. Two hundred dollars U.S., which is about two hundred and fifty dollars Canadian. Mm. That is an expensive bottle of cognac. It's rather expensive. Yeah. 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 Um, but she wasn't really allowed to take it with her on her carry-on. <gasps> Did she drink the whole thing? So, um, the the TSA uh, has several tips for what you can do in case you're, you know, in 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 such a situation, and you can. Take the item to a ticket counter and check it in with your baggage or in the box provided in the airport. I actually <clears throat> came across something similar when I was coming back from Ireland and I bought a bottle of whiskey in Dublin. Uh, but then when I went to the United States, I had to cross the um, I had to cross customs again. And mm-hmm. they just gave me this like like Ziploc big or big like plastic bag that they seal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like you can carry it as long as it remains sealed. So mm-hmm. I still have it. Um I, d- I did that. She did not. Uh, many airports also have a postal service. So you can, right. they will provide yeah. you boxes and stamps so you can mail it to yourself. Um, if somebody's seeing you off, you can hand the prohibited item to them. Or if a car is parked outside, you can also take the item to your car. Mm-hmm. She did not do that. Uh, instead, she, uh, quoting um, the, an, an article, said that, uh, she sat down in a corner and drank the entire bottle of cognac yes, as one does. to herself. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's great. That is good news. What I, happened next? Anything uh, bad or just... <clears throat> no, I mean, they were just... Uh, let's see, the TSA uh, on their blog. Uh, TSA has a blog, apparently. Ah, no, I read said, it every uh, day. Our officers <laughs> would really rather not have you lose the trusty pocket knife your grandfather gave you. I don't, I guess, I, I don't know how this is related. Oh, this is just about like con- confiscated stuff. Hmm. Um, they really prefer you didn't have to surrender the knife they used that you then you I, I don't know why I'm reading this this has nothing to do with uh, Ms. Zhao but anyway Ms. Zhao evidently obviously became very drunk and very sick mm. did she the, get on the plane on the airplane that's great <laughs> was she like flying from Beijing to the states no she um this this article is from Vice and I have mixed feelings about Vice and they're not mm-hmm. sometimes they, they some of their some of their things are hit and miss so mm. She she arrived at Beijing Capital International Airport for a noon flight transfer to Wenzhou. Oh, okay. So I don't know where she was going, where she was coming from, but mm. she evidently was not from um, Beijing. So she uh, drank the whole thing, and she uh, let's see. Uh, according to reports, she quite quickly began acting wildly and yelling <laughs> incoherently. Well, that's what happens <laughs> to one when they drink an entire <laughs> bottle of cognac. She fell to the floor and stayed there until the police arrived. They took her in. And did not allow her on board the flight. That's really <laughs> funny because something quite similar happened when I was flying back no. from Florida. Oh, yeah. what happened? Um, we had a stopover in Toronto. We had two stopovers, which was super I love the annoying. Toronto airport. I the I hate it. I, really? Yeah. I mean, my feelings about Toronto are very <laughs> not good. And I could go on forever. But anyway, so we are at Pearson. Shout out to all our Toronto listeners. I, I feel like, sorry I like for you guys. I like <laughs> um, so I was at Pearson with my friend Joelle. We were coming back from Florida and we were waiting to get on our flight. And we were just about to board when all of a sudden the flight attendants asked us to please step off the plane because they had to escort someone off. Uh-oh. And so we were all, you know, we get, we wait by the doors of the plane and a flight attendant comes and is escorting this man who was very obviously trashed. And he was so drunk and he was stumbling and he was yelling and he was very 
upset that they were escorting him off the plane. So finally we get on and we get in our seats and then one of the flight attendants comes on uh, the intercom and she's like, we are very sorry about the delay. We had um, a patron who evidently spent way too much time in the bar beforehand (laughs) and he had to get off to sober up and everyone started laughing. It was so funny and I can't imagine how embarrassed that guy must be. Oh man. I feel like nobody is as good at throwing shade as flight attendants. Oh, it was was, so funny though. There was a... um, I saw a story. I think uh, I think it was on BuzzFeed about this like com- this, this comedy writer. I think she she's written for a couple sitcoms. I forget her name, but she was in the car or in the car. She was in the plane, and someone in front of her, like this woman in front of her, was got incredibly drunk, mm. and she was live tweeting it. I don't know how she was live tweeting oh, yes. it in the plane, oh, but yeah. she live no, planes have Wi Fi. Yeah, yeah, a some lot of them. Do. Yeah, that's true. So she she was she was live tweeting from this plane. And like I, I read like all all of the tweets, and they were hilarious. Like she she kept yelling like, "Oh, this is not first class. I'm so used <laughs> to being on first class," and she just kept buying this like Bacardi and all the t- like tiny little bottles that you can get. Mm. And then eventually ended up saying that like this was actually her first time on a plane ever, Aww. and all a bunch of weird stuff like that. And just people kept trying to get her to like quiet down, and she'd be like, "No, I don't quiet down. You don't have to tell me to do." And she'd like. Like ask the guy next to her to braid her hair, and then she <laughs> braid the hair of the guy next to her, and she take her shoes. And like, it was just terrible. Apparently, it was just like that's sad though, because yeah. you know that she was totally freaking out before flying, especially if yeah. it's her first flight. Yeah, and some people take that like they just freak out when they fly, mm-hmm. and it didn't turn out mm-hmm. so well for her. I love people who live tweet things though. Like <laughs> I saw on Buzzfeed, there was a lady who live tweeted a breakup on a plane. Oh no! I don't know if anyone saw that, Ooh. but I saw one. It was a. It was like a really bad first date in a cafe. Yes. yes. Oh, I saw that too. The really bad Tinder date, right? Yes. Oh my God. I love people who just live tweet really embarrassing things. (laughs) And I just like, I sit there and I read them and laugh and cringe by myself. But this lady live tweeted a breakup of like two young people who just decided to air all of their dirty laundry on the plane. I think I did see this actually. Oh, I was like no so funny <laughs> kudos to people who live tweet things like that i love you kudos to people who do stupid shit like that in public uh, <laughs> and like 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 uh, god bless you? you but what i would compel you to like air your dirty laundry and like get in a fight with your significant <laughs> other in public why would you i mean uh why that happened i was in mexico last summer and the people um in the room next to us were on their balcony and it was a young couple their names were Chelsea and Hisham, and they were shout out to Chelsea and Hisham. Yeah, one Chelsea time. and Hisham, thank Wait, you. Wait, was it Hisham or Nisham? Hisham. Hisham. Yes, and um, they decided to have this Hisham fight. Not be dating Chelsea anymore. <laughs> oh, they were they were engaged. Hell. <laughs> I wanted to high five Tom, high five Tom, but he didn't see it. I was busy with the so I high five myself, so it would sound like I was high fiving Tom. It was a Woo! symbolic five. So wait, wait, tell us the story of Hisham and Chelsea. So Chelsea and Hisham decided to go out on their balcony and have fights about their sex life, and how Hisham wanted Chelsea to convert to Islam, but she did not want to do it, and about how Hisham was looking at other girls in the in the club those are fake names right that yes the club and islam yeah Yeah. (laughs) and um and then they decided to start doing lines of cocaine (laughs) what in between these yeah and um because that's a great idea right if you're gonna fight make yourself like bring your heart rate up be more excited and so obviously like consequentially the fight kept getting louder and louder between the lines of cocaine that they were doing and I was sitting outside with my best friend no. dying. It was so funny oh. and just so ridiculous. Whoa. And so we wrote them a note <clears throat> and slipped it under their door right before we checked out. And I wish that I could see them again because they profoundly changed my life. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. Have you since converted to Islam? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. How does that you, feel? Hisham. Feels great. Good. Yeah. Speaking very... of couples who yell... Um, right outside this, <laughs> oh yeah the window is closed I was going to try to show you on the periscope but there's a curtain uh, but right, right outside this window uh, lives a guy that I like to call justice guy uh, <laughs> I, I'll post Facebook statuses and tweets about him sometimes he's basically I think he's a lawyer or something uh, and he just like frequently has really loud conversations either in person or on the phone 
with maybe his spouse, maybe his girlfriend, maybe mm-hmm. his coworker. I'm not really sure uh, about how like <laughs> either or. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But just like yelling at this girl about how like the world is corrupt and like <laughs> all of humanity is is wrong about everything and like no one understands justice the way that he does Aww. and like women are wrong about things just inherently like i don't know where that comes from because all the stuff he says about justice is like maybe right but like just kind of way overstated yeah Yeah. but then all of a sudden he'll just start pulling out stuff about like and you you think you're so great because you're a woman but let me tell you and it's like okay justice guy you're taking it a little too far but then when he's not yelling he's just smoking so much weed and i'm like i don't understand like how why is he angry right yeah how can someone who smokes that much weed be so angry and but here's the thing Maybe that's a subdued him. Yeah. Right? Oh, maybe God. maybe he is less angry than he would be without the weed. That's oh, a God. very profound thing to say. My my assumption was that he smokes the weed when he's not yelling. <laughs> 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 but I'm I'm terrified at the idea that yeah, maybe there's a version of him that Ooh. doesn't smoke weed. He's even angrier. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. even think about that version of Justice Guy. Yeah. Very a- angry Justice Guy. Tom, what story did you bring? Uh, You know, I've been kind of flip-flopping between two stories this week. Um, Both of them about black men, although only in one case does it actually matter that it is a black man. Okay. Um, So I'm going to let you guys choose. Whoa. Uh, Should I? Interactive. So in in your, so choose in your head, story number one, story number two. Done. Two. Okay, we're talking about Idris Elba. Is that, is that how you pronounce his name? I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Right? I think so. Yeah. Um, so I, I like him. He's a cool guy. He is a very cool guy. And apparently, too street to play James Bond. Oh yes, yeah, I, I heard that. about yeah. that. What, what, okay, what does too street mean? I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything, does it? My, I feel, I feel like it doesn't mean anything. So what I think of when I think of someone as being street. I mean, it's not something that you say. Yeah. No. But, like, if I hear the word two street, I assume it means, like, yeah, someone who, like, understands life in the hood. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> and maybe Idris Elba does understand that, and maybe he is street, well, but he, I don't think that that makes him not a good fit to play James Bond. Idris, no. Idris Elba <laughs> was on The Wire. Yeah, for, for a really long time. I think that the wire is pretty street. That's pretty street. <laughs> but like, it's pretty Baltimore street. But it's like, hold the phone though. Like, why does it matter? He is like, a good actor. He's a he really can be good street actor, and he can also be not street. He and, can be sidewalk if he wants, and also like, he can be median. He can be catty corner. He can be tons of. different... You're allowed to stop anytime. <laughs> But like, man, it's the nerve of the director. I don't remember what mm-hmm. his name or the writer, whoever it is, the guy who who is writing. I think this new James Bond movie. So, I heard that in because uh, like some I heard someone that like uh, he Idris Elba was re- was replaced by David Oyelowo. Yeah, he was. Okay, but that's not actually for a movie. It's for reading the audiobooks. Oh, oh. interesting. So yeah, because when I saw that, I was like, that is like swapping out Daniel Craig with Daniel Radcliffe to play James Bond. Like, that doesn't make any sense, <laughs> you know? I bet Daniel Radcliffe would be an okay James Bond. He's be, so shrimpy, though. He, he's really... He, How he's tall very, were, like... He's very short and stiff, I feel like. Yeah. He's very, like... His upper body is just really, like, stiff. Yeah, he just didn't And age he also well. just... Yeah, he I, really didn't. The other two of the Harry Potter trio... I think he did age well. Oh, no. He, I profoundly he aged, disagree. He aged better than Ron. I'm just going to put no, that out. Oh, no, no, no. Are Rupert Grint is thumb looking. Just, he is, <laughs> that is very... looks like a thumb. No, <laughs> no, he's... I love Rupert Grint. I would he's, go he's for him. He's a good looking man. Yeah. Good looking He's man. like a better looking Ed Sheeran. Well, he, and he I was, say that being like, I love, you, you Ed, love Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I, yeah. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the only You're, short guy that I would ever go for. <laughs> and I say that... Because I'm five foot nine and mm. traumatized with being tall. You are five inches taller than Tom. Really? Uh, not. I'm going to go on record. I'm not usually one to shut down jokes here on the on the show, but I'm going to go on record as saying that's not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am six feet tall. Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm. I'm like. I think I'm five eleven. I think you're, you're a little bit. Taller. I do. I do have. I do have a certain back problem which makes me a little shorter so i think i think if my back scoliosis 
No, it's just bad. It's just years of bad posture. I feel like you've grown, though. Even since I started knowing you, no, it's true. It's true. You have. You're but taller. It, it's because I've been I've been going to uh, to physiotherapy to fix fix my back and oh. my shoulders. Sweet. Yeah, but I I, I agree that uh, Rupert Grint is is a very good looking guy. And did, did you see him in that? Like he was in an Ed Sheeran music video. Yes. Oh, he, in like, Lego like House. Imitated. Yeah. Imitated. Oh, I Ed love Sheeran. that. that was funny. I thought that was awesome. But I would. I would love to see uh, Idris Elba as James Bond. I, I think, think he I think would be he would really be, fantastic. He would be really good. He is very suave, mm-hmm. very good looking, hmm. very uh, handsome, very classy. But I do actor. love Daniel Craig as James Bond. He does it. Re- he does do it really well. I really I feel like, like Daniel Craig. I feel like he. It, it took him a while, but he's really settled into the role, right? Yeah. Like I think. I think. Because he was a little awkward in Casino Royale. No, I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. But I say this as someone whose only James Bond viewing experiences are the ones with Daniel Craig. I never saw any of the older ones with Pierce Brosnan or whoever preceded him. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Was the first. Yes. So I just, and then Timothy Dalton. I just looked into it and uh, apparently this guy, Anthony Horowitz, the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony uh, Horowitz said that? Yeah. Shit. And apparently since then he has wow. he has stated that he is sorry for his choice of words and that he more just meant that he was too gritty uh, and not suave enough. Still not Which, true at still all. Still not really well, true. Okay, but okay. like in his defense, like that's a casting mm-hmm. thing at that yeah, point, right? It's and it's true. more for I him, like I, can, I don't see that character as someone who would right. play that character. So I can but, I can see man. why he would say that about Idris Elba because Idris Elba has done The Wire and has since mm-hmm. also been in this really, really successful uh, British TV series called Luther, which is super, super dark. Is that about Lex Luther or about no, like it's a, it's a, Martin it's, Luther? It's a, it's a crime show. And just it's not about any of the Luthers that we actually know and love. No. That's unfortunate. <laughs> that, that was David Oliello. How do you say that? David Old Yeller. <laughs> David Olololololololo. David Oyelowo. I, I still... Oyelowo. I'm still he, pretty sure David Because David Oyelowo played Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> he did? In, in Selma. He did? Yep. Huh. I still haven't seen Selma. Me neither. Seen I have Selma? not either, no. I admittedly knew nothing about that movie and thought maybe it was like a biopic about Salma Hayek. As, <laughs> I know. as it should be. I know nothing about it. As it should be. Did the you? only like awards show season film that I saw was um, the one about... I just dropped clearly, a bottle cap over here. Clearly, it The one that had Eddie Redmayne in it. Oh, uh, oh, Theory of Everything. Yes, that's that the only good. one that I saw. I like Eddie Redmayne. Really, it was really very good. sad, but very good. I love Eddie yeah. Redmayne ever since Les Miserables. He was incredible. He was really he was good. good. In Theory of Everything. And now I believe he's he's go he's going to be in a movie in which he plays a drag queen. Trans woman. Trans woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, trans artist. There's a lot of I wasn't sure if it was trans or if it was drag queen because I just saw a picture mm-hmm. of him in makeup with it's, long hair. Yeah, it's uh, he plays a... Um, it's called the Danish woman, I think, and it's about yes, yeah, yeah. It's about this like very Danish famous woman, trans Danish artist, mm, um, a very a lot famous of con- Danish woman. <laughs> um, and there's, it's there's about a, lot a of baker con- who makes <laughs> Danishes. <laughs> made one, uh, made one in the shape of a woman, and it Blew became up. famous. Eddie it's Re- now in a museum in Iowa. Yeah, David, no David, no nope. Eddie Redmayne there we go. plays the pastry. <laughs> I mean, well, fair enough. No, um, no but it's, there's, it's it's not the worst casting. There's there's been a uh, there's, there's been a lot of controversy over that over that movie. Russell Crowe. No. Um, oh. Specifically because um, a lot of people want to see like actually a trans woman actress mm-hmm. play that role and not like a oh. not like a cisgendered male. I, I can and, see that. Yeah. So like I I totally understand the the. I, I think it's a very legitimate criticism. Um, I know that, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched the Netflix series Sense8. Mm, no, no, but I, I it's, it's want really to. It's really, really good. And one one of the characters is a trans woman. And is it actually, played by a trans woman? They actually got oh, a good. trans actress to play. That's so nice. She's, she's like an okay actress, but I... I yeah. appreciate that they did that. Well, it's like it's like um, that that deaf actress who uh, who is in that one show. Help me out here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. It was like this show from the late 90s, I think, uh, about like a, a deaf cop. Uh, and the same actress later went to play a, a deaf character on Heroes for like a couple of episodes who was like a cellist or something. 
I cannot remember. What the hell was that show called? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember at all. (laughs) (laughs) Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No, my bad. It was actually Kelsey Grammer. How far into the podcast do we make it before I mentioned Frasier this week? Maybe like 20 minutes, half an hour? (laughs) On the subject of trends and pop culture, Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone that is listening or that is in the room watches um, Pretty Little Liars. Anyways, no. The whole. Uh, I mean, I I have watched it. I was gonna say, wasn't it your favorite show for a little while? No. <laughs> Wait, which one? Are you which sure? One Simon? was that? I mean, I one of, one Hannah of, Montana was one that of the your shows favorite show? Like that was your favorite show for a bit. I don't know. Wizards of Waverly Place. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Frasier. <yes. laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I have watched it, and for a while, I thought it was pretty good. Um, and then, then it just descended into yeah the, and then after, after a while it just kind of became very aware of how absurd it was yeah mm-hmm. well anyways they finally revealed who a was um like the the show's villain i mean they and they do that every other season yeah so. exactly but this <laughs> quick is supposedly spoiler, quick spoiler like, alert for anyone who spoiler alert yeah, yeah i'm pretty alert. sure that everyone knows about it but just in case spoiler alert <laughs> it's thank you for that it's i believe it's a character named charlie or carly something like that i don't know because i don't actually watch the show but mm-hmm. either way it was a, it's a transgender character and um the show's twitter account tweeted out a photo that had a picture of the character with mm-hmm. the words he she it hashtag oh. pretty little liars and people got so angry you know rightfully yeah. so and that just makes me wonder mm-hmm. What is wrong with people? Like, honestly. Wait, wait which people though? Like people, people who would would say that and be like, "Yeah, like this is awesome. Like, let's tweet this out and it'll be so." Good. I mean, like it is uh, to me like though, though that is not that is not at all the same kind of offensive. But like like after the um the Walking Dead mid series mid season finale or whatever mm-hmm. when when they like the the actual official AMC walking AMC's walking dead facebook page um oh yeah they just, posted like, posted this huge spoiler yeah like, this big game changer that happened like the day after the episode came out yeah. and you're like what the hell guys like i understand like first of all there's a two week spoiler yeah rule right like if if it's been two weeks after the episode is out it's your job to avoid spoilers not other mm-hmm. people's jobs to not not other people's job to tell you to not tell you things mm-hmm. but also you don't do that yeah you just don't post spoilers at i all. hadn't watched the episode and they posted that and i got really angry yeah. That's really so, really like, really angry like why it's just why but I mean, obviously, very no, different. Yeah. different it's it's things, very different, but but it's, but it's still like some like a bad idea to post on social media. Yeah, is, was by by um, um a TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, like I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't know what why someone would think that's a good idea. Maybe like I I suspect it didn't refer to it in terms of the person, but it in terms of the entity that is a. And they were like, oh, like you know, a be, because like so I from what I remember in the show, A is like a group of people and it's yeah. just kind of a, I think so. This like, hmm. and so A is more of an entity than a person. So I think that's probably more of their, more of their thing. And so, but it's still like crappy word it's, choice. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Just like street. Yeah. It's just, it's just crappy like word choice. The moral of this week's episode is think before you speak or write. That should go without saying, but apparently people have to be reminded constantly. So, friends, let's make this world a better place and Mm -hmm. think before you open your mouth. Remember to check your spell check and your copy editing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. We're going to say bye to our Periscope friends now. Bye, Periscope. My Periscope, it's been real. We're going to retract the Periscope back into the submarine. That's gross. That's gross. Yeah, that's really warm on my body. So many sweaty. <laughs> Sorry for that, Periscope friends. Bye, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan Nathan Proudlove from an episode a few weeks ago was I watching like the, the stream. He's, He's a good great. guy. Shout out to Nathan Proudlove one time. <laughs> that that one time. Yeah, Ugh. that was really warm on my body. <laughs> the phone dropping into my shirt. Yeah. So all that to say. I think Idris Elba would make a great James Bond. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I'm all for, like, just casting people who are not what you expect mm-hmm. for roles. Absolutely. Like, this is just not a thing that gets done often enough. 
like I don't know like like characters who are written as white typically mm. can totally not be white like that is a choice that the casting director is allowed to make that's like a perfectly legitimate thing they have an Asian Watson an Asian girl Watson yeah. don't they Little Orphan um, Annie Little Orphan Annie was black yeah. this year yeah which is cool. um the the new in in certain comic books Marvel um the new Spider-Man is black it's oh not, yeah it's not it's not a black Peter Parker it's um it's uh, Miles Morales Miles Morales thank you yeah yeah Who's voiced by uh, Donald Glover? In, Whoa! Uh, yes, in that is cool. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, in the f- new Fantastic Four movie, yeah, the yeah. flame human flame torch. guy, Human Torch, Johnny played by, Storm, is, played by Michael B. Jordan. Yes, is, is that played. Michael Jordan's? No, nope. is he any relation Just, to Michael nope. Jordan? No, some okay. other dude. That's Fair what he, he probably added the B. Yeah, him. I wasn't sure if he was like maybe Michael Jordan's son and added the B. Because it's actually there, or because he's actually like, Michael Jordan Jr. or whatever. Yeah, Michael exactly. Jr. But you don't want to be you don't want to be MJ. Like, no. you don't want to be junior, right? Yeah. Okay, so M- no relation. MJJ? MJJ. MJJ Abrams? MJJ Fish? No, no one? Ice JJ Fish? No? Okay, that's fine. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! So, I... I mean, I, I think that Daniel Craig has a few more movies in him. Like, he's going to be Inspector. Does I, he? He looks like he's 80. Uh, no, he doesn't. No. What are you talking what about? What is wrong with you? First Ron Weasley and now Daniel Craig? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree that Daniel Craig has a little bit of a, an unusual face. But it's still really he's, nice He's still looking. good looking. He's yeah. still He's still a very good James Bond, and I think mm. he does it really, really well. But I like I, I'd say he has Spectre, maybe another one. I primarily think of him not as James Bond, but as Mikael Blomqvist from the Millennium. Well, no, from the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> ha. Uh. <laughs> because I'm different that way. Um, that's, okay, he's that's only 47. Yeah. yeah, of course he is. Fair enough. But he he's does old not looking. look like he is 80. He's pretty old looking. No. He does not look also, like he is he's 80. only 178 centimeters. Yeah, he's pretty short. That's not that really? tall. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. He is the shortest James Bond. <clears throat> Until we get Daniel Radcliffe in there, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'd be. I can't be even okay like I can't even that. imagine a poster for a James Bond movie with just Daniel Radcliffe's like squinted face on it. Yeah. That would be <laughs> so funny. He, Daniel Radcliffe is actually a really funny guy. He is. Like I've I've seen him on um on like various YouTube. Like he's he, he was on uh, Rhett and Link's uh, Good Mythical Morning. Mm-hmm. He was on. He's, he's been on Fallon a couple times. He's also super maybe. wonderfully open-minded. He's just a great guy in general. He's just mm-hmm. he just he just did really not sharp. physically age well. I disagree. I think he looks great. I think he's he's. I don't know. He aged okay. He just didn't age like. He's not like yeah. a. He's not like a a steak that's like he didn't been hung he, in a freezer he didn't for age like, like a couple weeks. No, he no. did not age like... What a good-looking man. Who like, basically saved the day, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Was he not the most significant character by the end of the story? Well... He was a significant character, and he did yeah. kill a horcrux that they'd been trying to kill for, like, several... Yeah. I don't know, for a long time. I don't yeah. like that word, horcrux. Why? It's, it's what it's called. Elaborate. I just don't like it. I've never liked it. Since the first time... Yeah, no, like, just... I don't like the way it sounds. I don't like... I, I don't know. Well, but that's the point, is yeah, it not? I guess. It's, you're supposed to dislike the sound of it because it's a truly terrible thing. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I just... I've never liked it since the first time that it popped up in the books. I think, like, I think it is... Like, I don't... I also don't like the way that it sounds, but I think it's a very well-made mm-hmm. word. Yeah. I think that she, she did her job well. Yeah. You know? Also, on the subject of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. yesterday was the first day of school for... Harry's eldest son, James Sirius Potter. Mm. He was sorted into Gryffindor. Is that canon? Pardon? Is this, yes. is this canon? Yes. yes. Is. Oh, yeah. Uh, J.K. Rowling tweeted it herself yesterday. Yep. Huh. And, and also, like, if you, you go know, go through, like, the the timeline of the story, mm-hmm. like... Because, like, technically, Harry, like, the Harry Potter stories happens, like, in the late 90s. Yeah, Which, exactly. like, that timeline was not very well reflected in the movies. No. no. I mean, by virtue of the movies being made, like, ten years later. But, <laughs> but, but like, you can still make it look... Well, like, I mean, like the whole the, the whole 90s, point right? of, of the but only it, it way that matter. you know where the book or where the books are situated, if you, like, read them, 
is in the last book when Harry goes to visit his parents' grave. And it and they've says, just got a brand new Nintendo 64. And like, this is great. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's, that's what is on the grave. No, it says the date of their death. And mm-hmm. that's the way that you can like calculate where about this falls. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I read the books, I read them all imagining them set, you know, in the mid Present to late day. 2000s. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, like it's all set at Hogwarts anyways, where nothing is technologically yeah, things are pretty timeless. There. Exactly. So it could be set anywhere really. But yeah. when you go and read in the seventh book, that's when you, you know, for certain when it is set yeah. guys, would you want to live in the Harry Potter world? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Totally. Let me, let me ask a, a, a slightly different question. If you could pick one like fantasy or like sci-fi, like one like different universe to live in, but the, the the condition is you are not one of the special people in that universe. You're just like a, a normal oh. person. Oh. Which one would it be? So it's like if you're in the Harry say. Potter world, you're just like... You're a muggle? You're a muggle. Are you a muggle or are you a squib? What? Ooh. I would rather be a squib in the <laughs> I would not want like to be, be a squib. I what would is like a squib? A squib <laughs> is, a muggle, is a muggle who is born in a magical family. Oh. No. Yeah. I mean, no. you could be either. Uh, no, a squib is a person who is born to a magical family, to two wizard parents who does not possess any magical powers. That's what I said. No, you said a mm. muggle who's born to a magical family. Eh, I mean, yes. same thing, more or less. Oh, well. A non-magical mm. person born yeah. to magical family. But parents. I mean, a muggle is defined, well, no, actually. Okay. I guess so. A, a non-magical yeah. person born to magical yes. parents. I would I would rather that because then I would still be surrounded by the magic. I could still mm. benefit from it, right? From like potions and certain spells and that. like I I would not be able to perform the spells myself, right. but I could still I would still be surrounded by it and be able to benefit from it. I don't think I'd like that. I think I would just feel too sad that I am not of magical talent. Okay, so what world would you want to be just sort of an observer in? I'd kind of like to live in Westeros. Westeros? Uh, that's what I was thinking too, but uh, but also, also not. no. But yeah. is anyone really safe? In no Westeros? one's happy. No, like, no one's exactly. Happy in that's Westeros. what I was thinking. Except like, like the wildlings. They're well, most of the time. Yeah, except <laughs> apart from the ones who are living on the 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 daddy and daughter farm from the third fourth season. But I wouldn't be because I am a man. Well, then you would have been killed at birth. Hmm. But I have not been killed at birth, therefore but, I'd be elsewhere. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like Westeros isn't it's it doesn't really count because there's not really special people there, right? Like there's just more there's characters that we focus on more than others. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could make a case for like the people born into like the rich families being the special people, but yeah. even then, like mm-hmm. you have that in the real world too, right? So if you Maybe. if you chose, for example, The Walking Dead, would you be a zombie or a walker? Oh shit! No, I think you'd, you'd just be. <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. Huh. Mm-hmm. Y'all are choosing franchises that don't work for this question. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, yeah, guys, let us know. Uh, let us know on Twitter. I'm talking about like Pokemon. Question of the week. Pokemon. I'm talking about like, I don't know what else I got. Uh, I would choose Pokemon because even if like even the people Lord of the Rings, even the people in Pokemon who don't have Ooh, Pokemon, like they got it pretty a good. good one. Would you guys live in Middle Earth? I would live in Middle Earth. I think. Huh. Would you guys live in? Um, the are there humans in in? In Lord of the Rings, I yeah, remember. yeah, yeah, just like normal ass humans. What's his yeah. name? The the Aragorn. Aragorn Boromir. is a human. Oh yeah, yeah they're totally. all humans. Yeah, like like the the entirety of almost the entirety of Return of the King. I would live within the kingdom of men, and like huh. it ends with like the age of men, where like elves have retreated and left. Um, and it, it was gonna be like the age of the orcs because Sauron was gonna take over, but then Sauron was defeated. And so it's like the quote unquote age of men. That's hmm. a good one. Yeah, I think That's I would choose good. that. I would either live in the um, horse place. What were those guys called again? Rohan. Rohan. I would live in Rohan or I would live in the elf land of the elves. There's a lot of different elf places. <laughs> the elf land of the elves. Ooh, yeah, the, <laughs> there's so many good choices yeah. to choose within there. Yeah. yeah, Lord of the Rings is a pretty solid universe. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with Pokemon though. Would you Would you live in perhaps the Star Wars? No, no, not be because there's bad shit happening there. Bad shit happening everywhere. Not in Pokemon. Pokemon's all happy. There's just some fucking like small. There's like low key organized crime. That's the worst thing happening in Pokemon. (laughs) It's super low key. You don't even have to notice it if you choose not to. You wouldn't be a a trainer. No, I can just chill. 
I can just chill and enjoy the fact that I live in a world where there's cool Pokemon. You could still have a Pokemon because there are people that just have like pet Pokemon that just like walk around. You just wouldn't be a trainer. Some people treat Pokemon as pets and friends. Others use them for battles. Professor Oak says it in the beginning of every game. Mm. Well, not every game. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. No, I would totally, I would just want to be like an NPC in a Pokemon game. Just chilling like sitting around at a cafe or something, minding my own business. If we just can choose out. that, then I would want to be a sim NPC. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That well, would be flugs. Spaceship. <laughs> you oh, could man. woohoo in a spaceship. <laughs> Guys, my my I chopped up onions like a couple hours ago and my hands just smell like onion. And every time mm. I bring my hands anywhere near my face, I smell onion and I'm like Tom you haven't made food for the podcast in a long time. Y'all need to contribute. <laughs> I uh, would like some podcast food. So, Emily, yes, what's Simon? the food for thought that you brought? Oh, oh shit. Oh, shoot. Well, um, I would like to discuss. <laughs> I'm done. You want another one? I kind of do. Can okay. I just get one more? Yeah, one more of course. Right I'll let you do that. Nice. Good. So um, my topic of discussion is uh, Miley Cyrus, who this week hosted the VMAs. And she is a rather controversial figure in today's pop culture. I disagree. I think pretty much everybody likes her and likes what she does. Well, I mean, she's controversial (laughs) in the way that she... No, I know. I know that was a joke. Was okay, well, she's yeah. got her titties all over the place. Some making, people ain't liking that. I was making. She's always point. got her nipples out <laughs> and her lady parts. Her hoo ha. Her hoo ha. So, what happened at the VMAs? Well, did I mean, she do anything noteworthy? Because I only, I only really. Well, heard she about did. Kanye. She at the end of the VMAs, she performed a song, and then announced that she had released an entire album of songs online for free. Oh, shit. And the album is called Miley Cyrus and Her Dead Pets. And it Pets is... with a Z. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's 23 songs. It's 23 songs. And it is just kind of ridiculous isn't, in a way. Isn't... Like the first song basically just her repeating, I like to smoke pot and I don't give a fuck. It, the first song is called Do It. And the first verse is, yeah, I smoke pot. Yeah, I like peace. Something else, but I'm not a hippie. I don't know. And the whole, the I whole album. I don't think anybody ever thought she was a hippie. I feel like she's safe on that front. Yeah. There's Which, not but a that's, I around. don't understand why she says that in that line because she actually just started a charity called the happy hippie foundation that helps um homeless lgbtq um plus plus youth Hmm. so i'm just but that's digressing from the point we can't really like we can't really go too deep into trying to figure out why miley does what miley does because she's just being miley she herself is not a hippie but she has a foundation for hippies to be happy yes here we go so i guess i want to just kind of talk about Mm -hmm. what everyone's thoughts are on her because on the one hand she does these ridiculous things and posts like she's very shock value now Mm -hmm. which i think is a shame because i think she's really talented and right now she's just focusing on shocking people as much as possible and on being naked as much as possible and just you know just trying to raise as many brows as possible but on the other hand she's also a very good person and contributes to society in very positive ways through charity work Mm -hmm. and through raising awareness for different types of things. So I feel like I really don't know how to feel about Miley and Mm -hmm. where to place her on a scale of good influence or bad influence. Right. Well, of course, like anything we do say is subjective. Of course. We're not like, we're not necessarily judging her and we're Mm -hmm. just, we're just talking about our own personal opinions. Of course. Just putting it out there for anybody who would put us on blast Mm -hmm. for, I think judging Miley, we're not judging, we're just discussing. Yeah, I think like there is no doubt in my heart that like she is well intentioned. Yeah, because um, she's a smart person. She is like she's got a lot of like good ideas about stuff. She just has like a really interesting way of 
like portraying that and mm-hmm. this character that she's built up for herself that's you know all that shock value stuff and all the nudity and all the like tongue sticking out like i think she's she's definitely got some troubles mm-hmm. um, and i think that you know artistically she's not really someone i care for mm. but like in terms of like whether or not she's a good influence i think she can be i think yeah. she can be a positive influence i think she's mm-hmm. just she's choosing interesting and maybe not like clear-cut ways to to do that yeah i mean i her background is i mean she was raised in this disney yeah. world where she had to do ev- like everything that she had to do had to be perfect and not controversial and she had to be very clean cut and then she's i think she's just trying to get as far away from that image as possible which i get totally i can imagine you know having to spend so many years of your life having to literally be perfect in order to maintain this image that you know these people are paying you and basically giving you your way to live yeah um and so now she's trying to break free from that as much as possible i i agree with that and i think that you know at at some point when you um sort of move past that you like you you have to find a way to make your own to make yourself known and not this like image that you've been putting forward or then you've been asked to put forward right you have to show who you are and though I don't know this for sure, and I don't know like what her entire reasoning was, I I, I kind of get the impression that her reasoning was, I used to be this clean cut thing, like you know character, and now I have to be the opposite of that. Yeah, and it's it it's like a pendulum. Like this this is the kind of thing that happens like in personalities, where like when you're you're a certain way, and then when you you when you're free from that, you kind of you're kind of like a pendulum where you fall on the other extreme. And then eventually you kind of fall within the middle. Yeah, of course. And um, (sighs) well, like if you look at someone like Drew Barrymore who did that because she was a child star and then she went through this phase where she was just like totally fucked up all the time. Mm -hmm. And now she's just an established person. She's a fairly well-respected actress who. But at the same time, you have like Ryan Gosling who like he, he was part of the Mickey Mouse Club. He was a child actor and he's like I as far as I know, he didn't have, he didn't like result into the, of course. And you can look at someone like Justin Timberlake, who is the exact same thing. Yeah. And, and like, and Daniel Radcliffe again, like, you know, then Mm -hmm. those, those three, like they didn't like Daniel Radcliffe though, went through some stuff, but he just kept it out of, out of the public. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you know, among some of the things that he acted and he acted in some like very, like much more like, quote unquote adult things, right? It was just but but it wasn't Equus. like yeah. Equos and, and horns as well, which he was mm-hmm. recently in where like in the first in the first scene he like drinks, smokes, swears and pees on a religious shrine mm-hmm. or something. I and mean we've all been there, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and and but like he, I, I don't get the impression that like you know that he, he's being rebellious or anything and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think Yeah, I don't know. Like like Miley is definitely, you know, it, like I like what you said before about how they treat it like a pendulum yeah where it's like oh yeah I'm at one end of the spectrum and I'm stuck in that for too long so now I have to go all the way over here mm. but it's like actually like that middle ground is totally an okay place to be <laughs> and probably yeah. like more comfortable yeah. but you know she's an artist she's mm. <clears throat> like we're all artists we know how like our emotions can get the better of us and mm-hmm. we can do ridiculous things as a result yeah. of that right like my mood swings are crazy I have days where I'm feeling amazing and I have days where I want to like burn the building. Right. Yeah. And it like people who are in positions where they are public figures still feel those things that we feel. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they're normal people like us. They just have a bigger platform to be that way. Yeah. And I come to think of it, I feel like Katy Perry did that a little bit where like, Mm -hmm. you know, she also started off as like a CCM star and then kind of moved more into the pop and had this, this period where she was just like, they're sort of like very bubblegum, very like sexualized and everything. Mm-hmm. And she she still kind of is, but she's kind of moved back a little bit into that middle ground. Like especially with that new, like her her new album, which is very like personal and very genuine, and where she talks about like you know her personal struggles, her faith, um, a lot of things like that. And I found that, that like that was I was I was really really interested by that, and I found that that was that's true because Katy Perry started out as a Christian pop star. CCM. Contemporary Christian music. Well, I did not know that. So yeah, I I learned a new thing. <laughs> L- little Katie Hudson. 
little Katie Hudson. Little but Katie Hudson. on the subject of Miley's new music, if you listen to it, at first it is very strange and you are kind of wondering what the fuck was she high when she wrote it that's really the impression when i got well of course she was i mean she says it in literally every single song (laughs) yes i smoke weed yeah that doesn't mean i'm a hippie i just did a bowl like there's just it's just peppered with that all Mm. over but if you listen to it and really give it a chance it's not bad it just feels super unfinished it's basically just as like it's i mean uh, it feels like a demo. It, it, that's what it is. It's it's just a record full of demos, which is cool. It's what she's doing right now. Yeah. Um, she's, I guess, gotten a lot of inspiration from the Flaming Lips, and you can really hear that throughout the songs. But there are some really good, there's some very good stuff in there. And of course, I mean, I personally think that she's an amazing vocalist, and I really love her her voice. So you get to hear that. Um, but I'm I'm personally quite excited for her to kind of grow out of this shock phase and get mm-hmm. more in the middle of the spectrum yeah because yeah. I, I feel like her her shock value kind of overshadows the really good things that she does yeah like, and the, people are focusing mm-hmm. on the fact that her nipples are everywhere rather than the fact that she's got these charities that she's supporting and she's a vegan and she really cares about animal rights and all that stuff like that so I, again, I'm just excited for her to get past the mm-hmm. shock value phase so that people can totally take her a little bit more seriously because there are always those mm-hmm. people who focus on the surface stuff rather than taking the time to and that's, dig and that's deeper. On that's not on that's not on Miley. Of Cyrus. course, that's it's on them. them. Yeah, it's on yeah. them. Yeah, but but still. if she feeds them with the with the bad stuff, it is easy for them yeah. to stay focused on it, right? So yeah. it's kind of like it's not on her to change their perceptions, but at the same time, like she needs to be showing herself in a slightly better light if she really wants to be taken seriously i noticed that like bieber hasn't really been in the news for doing dumb shit in a while yeah and apparently released some like pretty okay tracks this week that Mm. i haven't had a chance to listen to yet but like everyone everything i've heard about him on twitter this week has been like generally positive stuff about like i think i like justin bieber again and so like maybe miley just needs to like cool down a bit and you know Although yeah, well, Lena Lena Dunham did accuse him of alluding to rape in his latest song. Really? Yeah. Whoa. But I, I don't not. really take anything that she says seriously, and I really dislike her, so... I don't know anything about her. I'm just going to... Other than her name, and I think she wrote Girls. She writes She's, Girls, yeah, even. writes yeah. and is in Girls. Yeah, there you but, go. That's literally all I know, so I will not speak more on the subject. I know that... And she's a mega twit. In my personal opinion, <laughs> Fair enough. in my I, personal opinion, back, back to Justin Bieber though, I've I've heard that like he's been spending a lot of time with um like a, his pastor mm-hmm. and like he's he's been going he's been on and off from church from what I understand yeah. and I think I think that like lately he's been spending a lot of time in it and I was I was listening to a, like a comedy podcast where they were talking about Justin Bieber I think it, I think it was like a couple years ago when he had gotten arrested for like drag racing under the influence in his like in like a bright orange ferrari or something mm-hmm. and it was the ferrari that got him busted i yeah. think it was a lamborghini actually lamborghini pardon me <coughs> um and and like so they like on this podcast they were talking about it and one of the guys says like like that's not really much different than you know what my teenagers would do he just has a bigger platform to do it on. That's it. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, people are going to notice him more and people are going to look at it. Whereas like, like I, like I, I don't know that like an average teenager would necessarily drag race under the influence oh, in a Lamborghini, man. but is that like, he has millions of dollars in the bank so he can afford to do bigger dumb things than a teenager on a budget. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> man, like he, he's still a 19, 20 year old. Yeah. And he will still do make the, make, mistakes like every 19 and 20 year old does i saw i I found this video that went viral years ago um i found it by accident earlier uh of this like seven-year-old kid who got arrested um like he and a bunch of his friends like stole a car and then just took it for a joyride or something (laughs) uh and like the the people are interviewing him Uh, i don't think anyone got hurt um and the the interview the like radio the news people are interviewing him and they're like but like you know like you could have hurt somebody and he's like yeah i don't really care about that i just want to oh do some gosh. hood shit with my friends oh my <laughs> god like seven year old and that's it's the cutest and also awful. the most amazing thing i've ever seen but also the scariest thing yeah kind of but you it's know. T- very telling of 
you know the kind of exposure that that youths of today get youths. damn youths I, well I, it, that's the reason why i think justin bieber should still be condemned for the things that he does yeah. because he has this platform where seven-year-olds are going to be looking at him and they're yeah. going to see this stuff in the news and they're like justin bieber did it and he got away with it therefore yeah. i can do it and get away with it too yeah well that's it like he needs to not get away with it yeah of yeah. course yeah. And, and he did he, get away with it whereas a normal 19 year old would not have have gotten away with it mm-hmm. i mean he got arrested but i don't think he did any time for it he just kind of got let off with more or less of a warning i mean they probably made him pay out the nose to not get arrested like generally celebrities who get arrested for doing terrible stuff the reason they don't go to jail is because they can afford to not go to jail yeah. of course like, but yeah. you know Poor you just kind of look jail. at it if they don't say how much he had to pay or they yeah. don't you know release the sum that he paid or whatever mm-hmm. so normal people are going to look at it and be like yo he got away with it like mm-hmm. i should be able to get away with it if i decide to do that yo timmy put on your crocs we going across the street <laughs> we steal my car <laughs> There's there's a, a story a couple months ago in Saskatoon about a nine year old who in his pajamas stole a city bus. <laughs> I remember that because like some some like bus driver like you know sort of parked into that, that like big garage where like all the buses go to sleep at night I guess night um, night bus and he and he was in his little like footy pajamas and like the the kid was not the bus driver <laughs> and so the little kid walks over and sees this bus that was left running and was like this will be fun and just like drove it two blocks before someone stopped him oh boy and like it was kind of on the bus driver for like leaving this bus running yeah well but but also like like I, the kid obviously was not charged for yeah. anything because he's nine yeah right man i love when kids <laughs> steal cars that's the funniest that's, thing that's, <laughs> like as long as no one gets hurt i think that's the funniest shit. i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we're we're coming up on the hour mark, so we should uh, probably call it quits. Thanks for listening to the Upper Discussion Podcast. You can follow quits. us on Twitter at Down With Talking. Individually, you can follow us at Know The Other Simon, at Tom's of Latin Eye, and at Acapella Science, and also at Miley Dean. <laughs> Two <laughs> eyes. <laughs> unlike, unlike Emily herself. Because there's only one with a yeah. Y. You have... You- <laughs> You have a little bit of a pitch. <laughs> you have a little bit of a depth perception issue. I've 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 tried tossing her some things and she can't catch. Really? Because she doesn't have depth depth perception. That's she only has one eye. I feel like I feel like you're maybe <laughs> maybe starting some shit here. <laughs> That's not true. Emily has two perfectly well functioning eyes. Well, mostly well functioning eyes. Actually, my eyes do not function very well at all, but as you need glasses. That's a story for <laughs> another day. This is the point when we fade out. You're right. Yep. Cool. I uh, I, actually, I realized that I actually spat on the screen. Uh, it's okay. Do you remember that time I bit a cherry tomato straight into the microphone and the screen just got all like covered in cherry tomato? Thank God for mm. pop screens. Yeah. Delicious. Cherry tomatoes. So guys, make sure to subscribe. Tell all your friends. We don't. Us. You can't subscribe. This is not a YouTube channel. You can subscribe to podcasts. Come on, yeah. Simon. On iTunes. I guess. Rate and review the show if you guys liked it. Has anybody reviewed yet? I don't fucking know. I don't check these things. <laughs> All right, Is that well, like a train sound? I don't even know anymore. No, it's not something. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>